This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What up, Whiskey Ginger fans? Welcome back to the show. Is this your first time? Well, come on and subscribe Click the notification bell if you're on the YouTubes uh, so you get the notifications when we post. Of course, we post every single Fridizzle. We haven't missed a Friday uh, in a long, long time. So uh, come on, keep spreading this whiskey ginger word around so we can keep the show moving and growing. Um, if you're looking to know where I got this dope hat, go to andersantinostore.com. You can get all sorts of cool merch there. We have shirts, we got hats, we got whiskey glasses, which are my favorite. The highball glasses are very cool. The hats are very dope too. Snapback status, papa. Uh, and we got a sweater there to get ready for the fall and the winter. But we got shirts and hats at andrewsantinostore.com. As far as uh, all the other stuff goes, andrewsantino.com is going to take you to whatever else you need to know about me. Trying to plan a tour right now, uh, so we're trying to figure out all the details of that as soon as uh, the 19 lets its claws out of our backs. We'll get it moving. My Patreon is there where I do solo Cheeto chats. Uh, it's a great place to get more content from the Whisk Ginge Studios. We're going to keep it moving and keep updating you guys on what's going on and connect more because that's what we're here to do. Enough rambling from me, my friends. Let's go to the episode. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. Oh, that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse. Gingers are hell no. This whiskey is excellent. What up, Wesky Ginger fans? Welcome back to the show. My guest today is one of my favorite people on earth. I say that for all my guests, but I mean it once again today. It's Joe Santagaro. Ah, thanks for having me. Cheers, dude. Thanks for being here. What are you sipping on, by the way? Uh, this is uh, Bullet Bourbon. I'm fin- I polished off the decanter I had today. Ah, uh, bueno, Not today. bueno. Not the whole thing today. But today was the day where I dude. Hit you the you end can of it. you can do whatever you want. If you want to be a drunk, you're allowed to be a drunk. I'm not going to judge you at all. I feel like you would secretly, but it's fine. Maybe honestly, no, I wouldn't. No, dude, you're a grown man. You're allowed to do whatever. Did you work today? Did you do something constructive or no? Absolutely not. I had Oreos for breakfast and lunch, and I had some brownie brittle. brittle. So a lot of cocoa. Wait a minute. You're a grown adult male. How old are you now? Twenty eight. 28 and you can have Oreos for breakfast and still be fine? Listen, I've been paying for it all day. Yeah, no shit. I mean, my, my, like, if I don't have... But that's a, the thing. Not no shit. A lot of shit. A lot of shit. A lot of shit. If my I body... Yeah. For, for whatever reason, my body my entire life has been able to turn anything I eat into water pretty much instantaneously. <laughs> Dude, do you need to go to the doctor? No, yeah, 100%. Like, I self-diagnosed myself a while ago with, like... Uh, I just probably got IBS or whatever, you know, because if I drink too much water or something, like I feel the effects. It could, you could have something really wrong with you. You should go, you should go to an actual doctor and, and get their opinion. Eh. Good call, dude. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> eh. That's, a, that's my like my dad never went to the doctor. So, you know, I don't go. Is he, is he alive? He's uh yeah, he's hanging on by a fucking thread. Yeah. My grandfather never went to the doctor either. He's dead. That's probably why he was like, yeah, what do doctors know? It was like. Everything, everything you've ever needed to know about life and your health and taking care of yourself. He's gone, dude, just because of that. So you know what? 
Go to the doctor, Joe. Stop yeah. being su- stubborn. Go to the doctor. You're right. You're right. Go to the doctor. Maybe I just have this thing. I just like diarrhea, maybe. Yeah, okay. Well, weird. Weird thing to like, but you know. So uh, let's. I'm going to explain our connective tissue. We know each other via the internet. Uh, mm-hmm. We met... We had we did a little baby recording. It didn't work out. We said let's do it again because we wanted to connect more. Joe mm-hmm. is a successful content creator. Well, is that the best way to say it? That you you do YouTube, podcasts, blogs. What do you want to call yourself? A con- <laughs> is a content creator I the right I, word? Yeah, I mean I'm a co- yeah. I guess for the most part now I'm a fucking podcaster. I would say yeah, content but creator. How do, how else can you? What a content guy. So when the world collapses, what kind of job do you think you could have after all this is over? When the internet dies and we're not allowed to do any of this stuff anymore, where do you think you're going to go? Uh, well, you know, since when I was younger, my dad, uh, he used to pawn me off to his friends to, like, work construction for them. He'd be, he would just tell us, like, tomorrow at 8 a.m., you're going to work for Jimmy. And I'm like, I don't, you know, so I could do construction, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You it's th- been some years, but I could definitely, like, plaster something, put up some sheetrock. I could carry stuff. You got you, you got know, pawned got off. Youth. You got pawned off by your father. Yeah. So your dad works in yeah. construction and sanitation. Sanagado, huh? <laughs> I know somebody <laughs> no who knows somebody who make it so you know nobody. Dude, listen. Just be honest. Your father's in the mob. Yeah. No, he's not. He's uh, actually a pussy. But like he what? worked construction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he worked. <laughs> he worked construction, and uh, he was a fireman. Uh. And, you know, I feel like he had some sort of gambling thing because the fact that I was getting pawned off, I feel like he was losing card games and that was uh, why. Yeah, he, he couldn't pay and he was like, take the kid. Take yeah, the yeah. kid. Yeah, you owe us Apparently 20 that's grand. that's very common. T- t- yeah. Giving up your children for your gambling debts? I mean, I don't know if common is the right word. I, I think it happens. It happens one in certain time, communities. <laughs> one time our family went to Disney World and I don't know how because we did not have that money. And like, we were just like, he just came home and he's like, yeah, I got these tickets. And like, we didn't even ask. We we're like, okay, we're going. I got so these tickets. Knows? I got these tickets. You guys check into the hotel. They're like, hi, Mr. And Mrs. Adams. And they're like, your, your dad's like, uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh, that's not us. No, no, no. We're, uh, like we're Adams. We are Adams. That's we're the Adams we this weekend. Name. Yeah. And go to Epcot, kids. Enjoy Epcot. Shut up, lady. You Don't say think? nothing our, else. Our name was Santa Gato, and then at Ellis Island, they changed it to Adams. So that's why she's saying that. That's right. That's what and, and when we talked before, we're the same kind of blood, but the opposite on the yin and the yang scale. You're Irish and Italian, me too, except I look like Ireland, and you look like a dirty guido. You know what I mean? You do, you you filthy wop. Look at you. You look. You. Do look. I, I don't think I look. I if I had like one of those tattoos with like prayer hands with rosary beads around, them, I'd be on your side. But did I you don't ever really look did, like that? Did you ever wear chains in high school? Did you ever wear chains? No, but there was. A, I went through like a headband phase when I was like in sixth grade. Like I Guido. was wearing headbands and shit. Guido. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Guido. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I also like wanted to get my ears pierced when I was younger badly, oh, oh. and my sister. Yeah, she handled that. She was like, "You're not getting that. You're gonna look like a fucking asshole." Getting your ears so. pierced, how embarrassing! And when boys get their ears pierced, I never understood that at all. My dad was so anti jewelry, so like you'd mm-hmm. like men. Men in my dad's world were like men wear a, a wedding ring at the most and a watch, and that's it. And from then, I just never. I, I necklaces, all that stuff. I tried a necklace one time in like junior high. I thought it was cool back in the. In the 90s, I thought that was dope, Devin. And then it turned my neck green. Remember those days when you people had fake oh, chains? Fake chains, yeah. turn your neck green. You always knew. Yeah, who, yeah. real kids had money. I did. We, I could never afford a real chain. I had to steal mine from Claire's or some shit like that. And my neck turned green. 
And when you're an orange person and your neck is green, you've got this Oompa Loompa effect already. It looks, it's, dude, yeah. it, I got clowned on for like a month for my neck. I couldn't get the green off my neck because I wore the chain to bed. I wore it to basketball practice. So I sweat in it. You know what I mean? I sweat. I showered. So the this ch- had a big effect on you, didn't it? Oh, dude, it ruined my life. <laughs> is this tension? Oh, dude, I wore it to bed. <laughs> We had to move. We, we had to move. Three, we had to move to, to, to another city just to get rid of some of the shame. But uh, I, I understand, man. No, I, that, that affected I my childhood. To, I wore, one time I wore a wooden rosary bead Mm-mm. or rosary beads, whatever the term. Plural, beads. But yeah, was, there's more than one. It was wooden. Yeah, there was mad beads. But it was wooden. And I wore it around, and I thought it looked cool. And then I look back on, you know, and I've never really been, like, super religious. Like, my... Mom would make us go to church. Sure. Uh, every Sunday. Cath- are you Catholic? Uh, yeah. So, so I don't even know what that means to be honest with you. To be Catholic, or and like Christian and like Lutheran, all these. All right. I don't even know what any of it means. I'll break it down. Get ready, right? This Cr- this is gonna be the exact. Yeah, I'm gonna give you. A, I'm gonna give you a life lesson. Christianity is the umbrella, right? Mm-hmm. All the other ones fall inside of it, unless you're Jewish or Muslim. Mm-hmm. or Hindu, or atheist, and then some are to the side of the umbrella. And that's all you need to know. <laughs> that's it. Got it. You got it. <laughs> Just log that in. Got it. So no, Christian, I, I, Christians, I don't, they uh, do I don't, stuff. Christians are the ones who like fly the private jets and do speeches, right, for money. That's evangelicals. That's like um, the people that do TV stuff. I don't know it as much either. I grew up Catholic, and then we got kicked out of the church because my mom got divorced. It's a big no-no. You can't get divorced in Catholic. You know, Catholics, It's a you, you have to annul Dude. the marriage. You have to pretend like it never happened, which to me is the Wait. most comical bullshit I've ever heard. What? You got kicked out of your church. Well, you know what I mean. Your... You know what I mean. You get... Uh, I don't. Did you it... guys just not go because there was shame? Or did they go, Rebecca, turn around. Don't come in here. Who's Rebecca? Is this my second mother? <laughs> that, no, you this throwing... is, this is, that was my guess. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, no. we you we just kind of stopped going to Catholic church because of the... There is like a weird stigma and shame, but also because it was a transition in my life. My mother was a became a single mother. I don't think we had time to go to church. She was working to raise me. Mm. You know what I mean? So we got away from religion for a long time and then kind of came back to it later in life. My parents did. I unfortunately f- flew from the coop. I couldn't do it. I church drove me nuts, dude. I could, I sitting in church, uh, honestly, it's honestly, get t- tired. it's my <laughs> actual hell. That's my hell is being next to God is like being in that thing is that my nightmare is like people. It's, it's sweaty. It's hot. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. It's stiff. There's no, it doesn't feel human. It feels it feels fake. It feels like you're inside of a movie. It doesn't feel it real. It is. It does like because I when you go to weddings or whatever, and you're like, everyone's got their like. I just went because my nephew, brand new nephew, right? Brand <laughs> just bought him. Just bought him. Brand new, right? Yeah. He just got baptized, and there yeah, was yeah, a part. Yeah. In, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So you know, dip him in the water. Dip him in the water. <laughs> Dunk him. Don't uh, but he he uh which by the way also mad weird but because yeah. of all the covid or whatever they was just like the way they were doing it was you know they were trying to be safe or whatever the guy actually told us the guy the priest the father the pastor they're all the same to me the guy could have been a deacon i don't know i don't i don't i'm not i'm not up on that could have been a deacon but priest he, he came in with a basically a paint bucket of water that he brought from his house right 
And then as he's talking to us, picked yeah. up the bucket and pouring it in the fucking whatever the thing is, tabernacle or whatever the fuck. That's right, tabernacle. It's probably not right, but I love saying that word. It's one in of the uh, words. in the chalice callus. I don't know. I don't know what it's called. Right on your nephew's a, face, right? It's a bowl. No, so he and that's another thing. He couldn't touch the baby, so he's using cotton balls to do, give him a little like pseudo. Uh, how you doing on his boom, head? Boom, 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 boom. A little one, two, three, four. Yeah, little bam, 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 bam. There was a point in like the ceremony <laughs> that. Everyone had to have their hand stretched out. Whoa, don't do and, that. What was that? Don't do that. Sim, that's don't. what I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying. But no one was doing this, right? Because this, right. this is the bad one. It was when close you fisted. in your hands. Yeah, you don't do close that. Close fisted. Oh, you're giving a dab. Yeah, I yeah. think close fisted is up here. This is bad. But everyone was just kind of like, you know, whatever. Like, it was very Star Wars. It was like tr- everyone trying to use a force on this baby. Ooh. But everyone had their hands out. And I was like, this looks like a cult. Like, weird. It feels weird. It, it is a cult, my friend. All religions are cults. There is no such yeah, thing it's very weird. As, as a cult-free religion. It is inherently a cult. You're following the belief system of uh, one thing. And, and by the way, I'm not anti-religion. I'm fine. I don't care. If you love it, you love it. Go get it. Do your thing. It's just I just know I'm not good in those scenarios. It doesn't do any good for me. I, I buckle under those that vibe I, I can't it's like it gets me nervous and anxious and i start to be like why am i a part of this thing what does this mean to me i question yeah. it too much i should have been jewish all my jewish friends that's that they all they're supposed to question religion left and right that's their whole that's like part of the gig christians are like you don't question shit you shut up you show up you go home that's like the yeah, gig yeah. is like be quiet listen to the guy in the robe go home i will say it's a little easier than the religions where they send you on little adventures, and you what? gotta like yeah. you know you gotta do missions. Oh, dude, I did, like, I, 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 did a, I did it, I did it, I did did a, a mission. Uh, no, well, no, 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 not like that. I did, I did a thing called go and serve, which is like a church, a, mission. a church charity. No, no, we went and built houses for Habitat for Humanity. It wasn't, it wasn't like uh, we weren't like preaching the word of our church. It was, it was like we had to, we we had to, we went to build houses in South Carolina for. For families that were, um, uh, you know, that houses had been decimated from hurricanes and sto- I mean uh, tornadoes and storms and uh, whatever. We we went and built houses for a summer. It was the worst summer of my life, dude. The worst summer of my dude, life. You went on a religious trip. Yeah, yeah, dude. And all I tried to do on a whole- plane. And, uh, yeah, dude. well, the whole time, all I wanted I, to go build houses for people. I thought I was doing the right thing, and then you got I mean, there. You it was were. hot. Yeah, okay, it was. I mean, the whole time I, I was trying to get some nookie. I was working hard on girls. My like, you know, you're like 13. You're horny. All you're do, all you want to do is oh. chat up, chat up young girls and and run around and play sports. Yeah, I didn't want to build like, a house for the homeless. Press your dick up on stuff. Yes, the pressure dude. of your th- yes, do yes. You, do you remember when you first started discovering? Like, I mean, 13 is a little late, but like before that, I'm talking about like sixth like, or fifth grade, where you start I, figuring out like it feels good when I touch this thing. Yeah, like 11 and 12, yeah, when you start rubbing the sheets too, when you stay in the bed a little bit too long in the mornings, yeah. It's, isn't it weird? Yeah. You start like using shampoo in the shower a little differently. You right, know what I'm saying? right. Your mom is like, you're running through shampoo. You don't even have that much hair. Yeah. You're like, I yeah, do. That's when yeah. you switch to conditioner. That's right, that's when dude. when you do that. You can use less for more. Less for more with conditioner. Yeah, dude, I went, on a, I went on a church trip uh, 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 to build houses for the homeless, and then inevitably... Um, as soon as I could become like my own my own boy, decision making wise, I told my parents I didn't want to go to church anymore. I couldn't do it, man. It really wasn't for me. Yeah. 
I don't, that you was know. What my, my parents had the same thing. So uh, my dad wasn't religious. He would never go to church. Uh, I mean, he did in the beginning, but then he, you know, he fell off of that. But right. <laughs> my mom and my grandmother, her mother, were very like into every, were, the kids are going to church every Sunday. Oh, I yeah. Went to Sunday school and mm. shit. Mm-mm. Yeah, dude. I went to Sunday school. It's a nightmare. School on the it weekends. So literally you have to like go and then uh, in eighth grade you make your confirmation and then after we made it, like her deal was like after your confirmation you can decide whether you want to be like religious or not. But up until that you're going to go every day. Which wow. was like, you know, that's fine because I, I, I'm glad I know like somewhat about religion and, you know, I kind of went through the, the motions there. Sure. Uh, but, you know, also my CCD teacher, which is that is a Sunday school. Uh, she fucking hated me, dude. She heard me curse one time, and then she just had it out for me. What did you say? Do you remember? I said, I, I mean, I said, fuck. Oh. I don't remember what I said, but I was at my friend's house, and I didn't know my fucking teacher was the tenant downstairs. So we're hanging out in the hallway, and I'm over here shooting fucks around. And oh, then boy. she heard it, and then she, then in class, she like subtweeted me out loud to me, but didn't say my name. So only uh. me and her knew what the fuck she was talking about. Uh. She's like, you know, some people, they have a mouth on them and this and that and i'm like fucking mrs whatever the fuck your name is you're like praise god those people deserve to go to hell those people deserve to go yeah. to hell yeah they those are bad people guys those listen bad kids. people <laughs> when did you yeah, when, had, when did you uh when did you have your first drink how old were you honestly i would say late quote unquote late in life probably like 16 17 that's pretty normal i feel like that's actually pretty normal most people are around Around mid high school is when I think most people have their first taste of the sauce. That's not well, that late. I, but that's the thing. Like the first time I drank, I like drank because I was like, "Ooh, like I'm now I'm gonna do this thing." Like it was such a thing to do. Bad boy. And then I didn't, but I wasn't like drinking. Like I wasn't going to parties and like drinking at all. Sure. I didn't start doing that until I was like 18 or 19. Yeah, but I think that that's pretty normal. You you say it like it's. Not, I think that's pretty. Like I had my first drink when I was. 14 or something like that with my friend Matt. We stole a bottle of booze from his dad on, and we drank it down behind their house. But uh, but I don't think I started liquor? drink. Huh? Liquor? Yeah, it was liquor. Yeah, it was liquor. And it, it was... Uh, God damn. Uh, yeah, we, so we were drinking. It was it was whiskey. It was... Uh, God, it had to have been some bottled shit. It had to have been like Seagram's or something, Canadian whiskey, something like that. <laughs> that we, It was something like that that was like, you know, a plastic bottle in the back of the cabinet that we thought he would never... You know, it was like, he'll never know. You know what I mean? But but I didn't start drinking or going to parties until I was about 16. Same thing. I was smoking pot when I was 15, 14, 15. That I found early. I was smoking weed out of pop cans, uh, crushed I Coke like cans. I that's harder to do Smoking weed? younger. No. Yeah. No, because I to knew. To get? No, because, because it was older brothers, right? Anybody that had an older brother could get weed. Anybody that... Anybody that had an older brother that was a couple years older than us, they could always find a way to get weed because they always had one one bad friend who would get brick weed, you know, Mexican brick weed. I mean, that's what we had in Chicago was this like clumpy brick hard. It was it's it, it didn't even smell good. It's it kind of smelled like like just like empty rotten. It was like an empty rotten uh, yard waste bag. It was just it wasn't well, good. It had seeds in it. Delicious. That's what it was, dude. Back then, back back in the nine, late nineties, no one had access to good pot. It, we we all smoked trash. Now, kids, to, getting bad pot would be harder to do today. To find bad weed would be almost impossible. It's it's cra- it's creepy to think about. 
one time when we were younger, one of our friends had like just started smoking pot. So we're so we're like, we're gonna fuck with this kid. Because clearly, you know, when when kids first start smoking pot, they think they're like cool. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm like so we're like, all right. So we we rolled a joint with oregano. Just that. Such a dick move. And, you know, he smoked all of it. Yeah. Which I feel like if I even have a pinch of oregano just by itself in my mouth, my throat will burn. It's a lot. Like, yeah, it's, 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 it's hard. A yeah. It's a lot. This dude's inhaling in oregano. It's a real, that's cl- a real Italian. Claimed, that's a real yeah. Italian. Yeah. He, he claimed that he was high. He's like, oh, yo, I'm, I'm feeling this. And I was like, I bet you are there, fucking he Angelo. Mu- he, he might be, though. Honestly, he might have been fucked up just because the... the uh, the amount of ingesting of oregano might have just baked his head a little bit. Not not stone, but he probably got was probably was getting sick. His body was just fighting it off. He's like, I think I'm high, man. He's like, I'm not high, but I have a sore throat. Like you would not yeah. believe right now. And I and I never want to have pasta ever again for some reason. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> no, dude, we we had we had so much access to bad pot that it was just such. It was everywhere. Bad weed. It wasn't hard to get. Liquor was harder to get because we had to steal it all the time. You know, I used to. I there um, in high school, a buddy used to work at this gas station across the street from a liquor store, and in the winter, we used to wear those puffy jackets. I mean, you know, you grew up with the winter and the yeah, East Coast. Yeah. We'd wear those puffy down jackets, you know. And I would walk into this liquor store and I would pad my arms with liquor. I'd slide bottles inside that puffy jacket, and I we used to. You know, what we used to steal because chicks loved it. Was um. Bacardi O, the the orange flavored Bacardi. Do you know when when Bacardi know came it, out with? Know it too well. Oh, dude, the gir- girls because if you could get some Bacardi O, chicks were gonna come hang out. If you got anything, w- girls didn't want to have whiskey or vodka no. was fine. But if you could get if you could get a flavored rum or something, oh, dude, oh, like Bacardi you, uh, Big Apple or Bacardi like Dragon Passion, where the fuck that Passion called? Fruit? Yeah, 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 pa- yeah, yeah, yeah. Some there was a Dragon flavored. Bacardi. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Fucking drown in that shit. Yeah, dude. If you got some Bacardi O back in our high school days, I would steal two or three bottles and then we'd just casually walk out. Someone would, some, somebody would try to buy like, you know, Snickers and chips and whatever just to like buy something to distract them. And they knew at some point they stopped letting us in the store, but they never caught us. I was proud of that, dude. They, I, we never once got clipped. I feel like everyone went through a point in their life where they were stealing shit because I went through a big klepto phase in my life that every time I went to a deli, I was stealing. Like, Same. literally every single time. Same. And you know what? Or like a Walgreens or CVS where they were like, what was uh, Genevieve's? It was Genevieve's back then. Uh, but I, every time I went in there, I was leaving with something. What was your thing I'd be like, to steal? Oh, can I get a, can I get a, um, a slushy? Turn around to the slushy and I'm fucking piling m&ms and mike and ike's in my fucking pants <laughs> what was the what did you steal the most candy when you were a kid you think you stole candy oh, yes. the most? mostly candy okay i stole cds that was what we stole the most we stole cds we'd go into best buy <laughs> kids loved music <laughs> dude we just couldn't well i didn't want to pay 20 bucks for a cd so we no, would yeah. go into we'd go into best buy and you know how they tape the tops of cds so the tops mm-hmm. have tape on them but the bottoms don't and the CDs, of course, are on a hinge. So you just popped off the bottom hinge. You you flipped up the top. You grabbed the CD. You could close the case and put it back. We used to do that all the time and then trade CDs in school and sell them for five bucks a pop. We were bad. I was a bad kid, dude. Yeah, you were. You were a piece and, and of then, shit, dude. And then we'd go in the parking lot and we would steal... Uh, what we used to call chromies. They were hub hubcap covers for your air vent on your tire. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Or your car? If yeah. they were really, if they were nice and shiny on like a Benz or a Beamer, they'd be custom, and we'd jack those. Yeah, the what? ones they would look like dice. I mean, yes. I would, you know, 
Yes. I lived, we probably lived in different neighborhoods, but they were like <laughs> the ones around yeah. here were like skull and bones and like dice. Right. And you're like, I don't know who the fuck I'm stealing this from. They're probably yeah, yeah. We me, we but. we did live in different. Your, yours had little guns on them. Yeah, little Tommy guns right on the hubcap <laughs> covers, right? Yeah. Now, that's did you exactly did, what it was? Is your was your neighborhood as a kid? Was it like like uh, was it all Italians? Did you grow up around a bunch of a no. bunch of wops? No, <laughs> no, my. There was there's a Greek part of my neighborhood, but then it's also it's very like diverse, honestly. Like if you like the elementary school up the block, my mother works there, and she uh, says like there's Indian kids, there's Muslim kids, there's black kids, there's white kids, there's Asian. Like yeah. everyone's like everywhere. The only thing I will say is that, this, that I haven't. There's not really like a, a big Asian population here, but everything else there's a lot. Well, because so. where are you again? You're in you're in Queens. No. Yeah, I'm in Queens. You're in Queens. Yeah, but I mean, you know, New York is so diverse already, right? It's inherently diverse. And by the way, all the Asians are over here. We keep them on the West Coast. They're, that's ours. Those <laughs> well, are our friends. there's also a neighborhood flushing where you can't, you know, skip a rock without hitting an Asian. Right, right, right. And are you skipping They're rocks and hitting there. Asians? What are you doing, dude? You're going to get no, canceled. I, I mean, I, I'm honestly not great at skipping <laughs> rocks. I could, maybe two skips, maybe. But that's you know it. this guy, Sanagato, he skipped a rock. He couldn't hit an Asian if he tried. Dude, a thousand rocks. He couldn't hit one. Yeah. Honestly... Honestly, though, uh, that was one thing as a kid in Chicago. Like, I grew up in the city when I was a kid, and then we moved to the western suburbs when I got when I went to high school. And the thing that I always noticed about Chicago that that later in life I would find was different from other cities. Chicago was uh, was mostly black, white, and Puerto Rican. Like Polish, I would count. There's a lot. There's the biggest Pol- Polish population outside of Warsaw in Chicago. Or no, it's bigger than Warsaw now. But Polish got kids look like what? white kids. Yeah, there's more Polish people in Chicago than in Warsaw, Poland. Yeah, per capita. How yeah, the because fuck is that even possible? We Who's have over a ma- there? in Warsaw people that yeah. pe- people that couldn't make it, people that couldn't get out, dude. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, po- we have a huge Polish population in Chicago, but Puerto Rican is big, so Puerto Rican, black, white, and 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 it's really those three. It's like I didn't see a lot of other. You didn't really see a lot of other kids besides black, white, and Puerto Rican. I mean, it just wasn't it just wasn't common. And then when I moved to the West Coast, you know, so I, my first friend out here was an Asian kid. And I was I just thought about it. I was like, we only I only had a, a handful of like Asian kids that were at my school. It was mostly black, white and, and Puerto Rican kids. And you just in your in your mind scope of where you grow up, that's how you think the rest of the world is, you know. And then when you move out yeah. of your neighborhood, you're like, oh, shit, this is this is not at all what the rest of the world sees. You know what yeah. I mean? It's that, That's why people that get stuck at home. We're stuck in their neighborhood. That's why, on a bigger scale, that's why we all have such slanted views of society. Because that's you only yes. know what you know until you get the fuck out of your thing, you know. And that's why I feel like I'm blessed to, to have grown up where I did. Because in our neighborhood, like you can't really pinpoint like what kind of neighborhood this is. Because it's not. It's I wouldn't call it like a bad neighborhood because there's terrible neighborhoods around here that I'm like we're not that, you know. Right. But like it's also not like. Uh, the greatest neighborhood in the world because there's other neighborhoods where you're like, that is a neighborhood that people refer to as like, this is where it's completely safe and blah, blah, blah. Nothing ever crazy happens there. So it's like where I am is kind of like in the middle of a bunch of different things. And growing up the schools that I went to, like I went to public school my whole life until high school. And then like during that time, like when I went to elementary school, it was very diverse. I don't even know. It, It seemed like there was everything there and you couldn't pinpoint like there wasn't more white people than whatever. Like it was just very diverse. My middle school was uh, predominantly black and Hispanic, and then my high school was super white. Uh, it was a Catholic high school, uh. Uh, but there also was a big 
like black and Asian uh, population there also. So like for me, I grew up around all this shit. Everybody. So I, like, I, yeah. I, I know Indian kids. I know black kids. I know Asian kids. And I know how to like communicate with everyone. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's so hard for me to listen to other people, especially now with all like the racist shit that's going on to be like, how could you even possibly think that? But then at the same time, I start to understand because I'm like, this person probably lives in a neighborhood where it's only white people. And right. it's, and like, they just have a view of like, I can say whatever I want because I'm not offending anyone in my neighborhood and I don't have to deal with any sort of repercussions. Well, yeah, if you live in a bubble, you live in a bubble, right? If you don't, if you don't meet other people, you don't know other people and that's... And which you never is, learn about their culture or sure, whatever. You never get to taste their food. That's a big one to me. You really want to learn to like a, a different culture than your own? Go taste their food. That'll tell you Seriously. everything you need to know. You know what I mean? Like when you get to taste another culture's food... If it's good, you get it. <laughs> like you understand a lot of things. You know what I mean? You you get why like uh, you 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 get why like South American women are spicy and angry and can beat the shit out of you. You're like this food is is just like the women there. I understand culture because of their food. Yeah, dude. Speaking of hitting, my you know I you don't ever date a, uh, a South American girl. She'll beat the shit out of you. I have a restraining order on three women from South America, dude. Okay, three Brazilian mm -hmm. girls. Yeah, these are all fake teeth. All Brazilian of them. in South America. Brazilian in South America, dude. Oh, I'm thinking. Never mind. You know what? This entire time you know I where you were do you know South, where South America is? <laughs> I do. It's south of the uh, North America. No, I thought you were saying South Africa. So yeah, South Africa. Like, what is South South Africa too, bro? Those yeah, same thing. Abusive How many women. Restraining orders you got you got over there? Three, dude. Three, same. Three. I do three in every country. Three, three, three. But I get them on them. They hurt. They. They're abusive, you know. They're really. I mean, I, I, there. I used to tell a joke about uh, the first one. I dated. I dated my first black girlfriend when I was. Oh, I don't know how old I was. We were living in the city, but I used to tell this joke where I used to say um, that was my first and my last black girlfriend, and not because I don't want to, you know, not because I don't want to date a black girl again. It's just they hit too hard, and. <laughs> If you get it, you get it. No, you know, she beat the she did. She beat the shit out of me. When I told her I didn't want to date her anymore, she slapped me in the face in front of everybody. It was it, it hurt so bad I almost took her back. <laughs> Dude, when I was in middle school, I remember these kids came up to me and they were like, Yo, Devin wants to fight you. And I was like, What? Like and this is a girl that I just knew. Oh, Devin about. is a girl. Devin's she, yeah, a girl. Yeah, she was. Yeah, and they used to call her girl Devin because there was a dude Devin too. That but makes like, sense. They were like, Yo, Devin <laughs> wants to fight you. And I was yeah. like, I haven't even spoken to this. No, girl she's gonna fight you, bro. I was legitimately scared. Should be because should she be. was. She would beat the <laughs> fuck out of me, man. She was gonna and beat also, that ass. In middle school, I was scrawny little dude. I would have got yeah. my ass whooped one time in middle school. I was dating this girl, and like a week after we broke up, right? She broke up with me. I'm not over it. Don't ask me about it. But she, we broke up, and a week after these kids from another school came these girls and whooped her ass on the sidewalk right after school man i was glad i wasn't dating her at that time wait why <laughs> why did why did they beat why? the shit out of her yeah what she was running her mouth or something you know that's not my business so i don't really know <laughs> you know i don't hey that's stuff i don't I need to know i was excited that i didn't have to have the like you're her boyfriend do something because one of those bitches were huge and she yeah, had yeah, reach yeah. And she could have yeah. punched me from like she was six two, six two, two fifty five. Yeah, oh, dude. dude. And there's you're, nothing you're, worse than getting your ass whooped by a girl in middle school. Like you'll never come back from happens that. Happens to happens to the best of us. When you were when you went when you were in Catholic school, 
I never went to Catholic school, but a lot of my friends did. Did you have to wear the uniforms? Did you have to do that uh, that stupid yeah. tie and all that? So stupid. Dude. No, I didn't. It wasn't a tie. Like our high school just had these like different colored polos that you could choose from and different colored pants. What about the and girls? Wore, like, did they have to. Did they have to wear the Catholic schoolgirl thing? By the time that I was going there, it was the same. So the girls had to wear the same things as the, as the guys. Like so pants and a polo. Pants, pants and a polo. Yuck. Yeah, Yuck. gross, dude. How weird. Gross. Gross. But when my sister went there, she's older than me. I think she's like 32 or some shit. I stopped counting. But she, uh, she could. They were wearing skirts then. Right. Yeah. I was just gonna say, my generation, gir- girls wore skirts and knee-high socks, and the boys wore uh, a shirt with a tie. All my friends had to wear a shirt and a tie, and right blue slacks or whatever it was with with uh, yeah blue slacks and and dress shoes. I always I thought that was so ridiculous. I remember thinking how dumb that was that they had to choose that they made them wear certain clothes. It always made me laugh to think that, like, the place you went to to learn told you the clothes you had to be inside of a building to wear. Otherwise, it was blasphemous. Otherwise, you can't learn. Yeah, God wouldn't <laughs> Otherwise accept Otherwise, we're you. not going to let you learn. Right. And who made, and <laughs> who made it up? Who made that up? Some guy. Just some guy. In here, we pour whiskey. Whiskey. Whiskey Ginger is brought to you in part by Buff Trace. Buff Trace is the only bourbon with balls. I've been preaching this stuff for a long time. They've been friends of the show for quite a while now, and I like them very much. 1773, this stuff has kicked off, and it's never stopped cranking out delicious juice for your body. They are phenomenal. Uh, the buffalo is on there with its balls out on the bottle. It lets you know their kind of vibe. They, uh, they've they been distilling whiskey since 1773, since American Pioneers uh, followed the buffalo herds to the Kentucky River. And that's where they started operating, man. Even during Prohibition, everyone said no, no, no. And they said yes, yes, yes. They got a special per- special permit to make this stuff with medicinal purposes, which I am in full support of. It's the oldest continuously operating distillery in America. Uh, they're phenomenal. They continually get awarded over and over and over again. Titles, Whiskey Advocate Magazine. Uh, you know, quoted these guys as being unstoppable. And you can go to Google Buffalo Trace if you want to find out how much stuff that they've won because uh, their sauce is phenomenal. All different levels too. Buff Trace, Eagle Rare, Blanton's, even some Pepe, Baby. Uh, it is essential. And uh, I think during the pandy, it's a good time to have yourself a glass. It's distilled, Asian bottled by Buffalo Trace Distillery. It's 90 proof, Franklin County, Kentucky. Buffalo Trace is American, family-owned, and fiercely independent. Go get some bourbon with balls. Whiskey Ginger fans, are you tired of stanking? Because many of you dudes be stanking, dude. There's a fix. You can get yourself some new smells, custom smells for your whole body, dude. Go to Hawthorne.com. Hawthorne has some of the best products I think I've ever experimented with from the internet without having any experience with me as a person. Uh, You literally take a survey online. It takes a couple of minutes. You tell them what scents you've tried in the past, shampoos, conditioners, body lotion, uh, cologne, etc. They'll tell you what they think is going to be your best pairing. They send it to you. And I got to tell you, I was a skeptic. Not going to lie. I was like, this is just some other scam on the internet is selling me some cheap scents from you know, wherever, and I'm going to put it on once and go, no thanks, but I wear it all the time now. Honestly, the, the deodorant is incredible. The cologne is great. Um, the shampoo and conditioner are, are just as nice. Uh, and I got to tell you, I'm a big fan. Honestly, it's simple. It's easy. They have all all of your previous own scents, whether you were an X body spray dirt or high-end where you were wearing Gucci cologne out with the night on the town. Uh, they'll take this and aggregate some really good stuff for you. You can try it out. It's totally worth it. 
Um, it's a, it's an easy quiz, and it'll uh, it'll knock it out for you and set you up with some good good new scents. Check out Hawthorne at Hawthorne.com. That's Hawthorne with an E. Use the promo code Whiskey to get 10% off your purchase. That's H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E.com. Use the code Whiskey to get 10% off your purchase. I promise you'll be stinking good in no time. Ginger. I like gingers. I talk, you know what's so funny is I had to talk about this last night, not to stick on the religion thing, but I had to talk with my old bag last night about, about that, about like... <laughs> It is so funny that we just like uh, if a police investigated, if a if a if a detective investigated stories of the Bible today, like with current technology, they would call out everything. Do you know what I mean? Like right, like if you saw if they did like a twenty four uh, or forty eight hours on uh, uh, on any story in the Bible, they they would solve it right away. They you know they'd be like, yeah, this guy they they killed this guy Jesus, and then he disappeared from this cave. The body's missing. The cops right away would be like, "Well, somebody stole the body, or he's alive and he ran away." <laughs> like, yeah, like someone. Co- let's question some people. Let's we gotta go. Let's out. go find out who stole the body and what they did also, with it. Like, I'm pretty. I mean, I'm not certain, and I don't. You know, I don't want any. Uh, you know, biblical historians to hit me up with some uh, crazy. Oh, uh, my audience deal, is all biblical historians, so you're they're gonna I, love no, this. That's why I was nervous about coming on the show and talking about I religion because I didn't want. You know, I, I know I'm gonna get fact checked. Yeah. But uh, there, I'm pretty sure there was a story about a guy named Abraham who God told him to like kill his own son or some shit like that. He like sure. sacrificed his own kid. And I love how at that time <laughs> you could just be like, God told me. And they're to like, kill uh, my son. Oh. And they're like, we're going to write this down mm-hmm. and we're going to pass it along right. forever. Forever. Not going to arrest you. No. <laughs> Not going to do anything. You but didn't in do reality, anything? the guy probably just killed his son. You didn't do anything wrong. God told you to fucking God told you to kill your son. I get it. We should. Yeah, we need to do. We have. We need to have something like that today. You know, Trump told me to kill that guy. It's like, all right, it's fine. Yeah, if Trump said it. You yeah, might as well do it. Yeah, we understand. We understand. Yeah, it's part oh, of the thing. Oh, there was a burning bush. There was a burning bush. It's like, yeah, man, it was the desert. Sometimes things spontaneously. Dude, combust. go to go to go to North LA right now. It's all on fire. There's a bunch it's of burning all on bushes. Fire. What is that? How a, many Jesuses are in those fires? A lot, what dude. What are you talking about? Well, there's a lot of guys named Jesus here in Southern California. All right, dude. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so uh, uh, what I want to ask you is, um, so I'm uh, for people that aren't familiar with, their, you, with your your content, you've been making stuff for years now. You're extremely popular on the YouTube. It's it's uh, it's impressive to say the least. I don't want to stroke your ego, uh, but I but honestly. Um, you've created kind of like a, a, a multimedia multifaceted platform on the internet for yourself, which is imp- very impressive. And you did it from scratch, right? You didn't have any jump into this game. It wasn't like you had help. You figured it all out on your own and you were kind of like there for, from the beginnings of this, which is why you've cultivated such a great continuation and a following you think. Yeah, I think because when I first started doing it, like there was no like MCNs, which are for the people who don't know, those are the networks that like every YouTube channel like signs to and they like help you get brand deals and this and that. Like those didn't exist. Right. Uh, I don't, I think Google AdSense was a thing, but it wasn't, no one was making a career off of YouTube or anything. I just always had an interest in doing it. Like my mom had gotten me a, like a camcorder that recorded on cassette tapes and to film shit, we would like keep rewinding and then record over it. Like that's how you would edit. Yeah. You know, you have to do your takes that way. So I just always had like a thing for it. And then someone I remember in high school, like I was leaving a lot of videos on people's Facebook walls when that first came out Yeah. in high school. And uh, 
one kid was like, oh, dude, you should start a YouTube channel. And I, I was, I didn't even know it was a thing, but, and then there was someone like Jenna Marbles at the time who she was like, just right. starting to be like a mega star on the internet. She, yeah. She got huge. She was like the first of her kind kind of, right, you know? Right. Um, and I was like, oh wow, that's pretty cool. And like whatever. And she was doing those like rants. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do that. And yeah, so I was just doing it. I did one, I put it on, you know, my Facebook page and like, like 10 people liked it. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Attention is sick. So then the next week I did another one on, <clears throat> I don't even know. And then like a couple more people liked it and they were like encouraging me for the most part. And then I, it just like became a thing. And, uh, how many, how I many remember, years now, how many years have you been doing uh, it? Uh, eight or nine. Like, does it, does it ever blow your mind that it's your career? Like, does it, do you ever sit back and go like, this is wild that like half of your peers are probably went to college for a thing. And like your friends from back home, they went to school and now they're working a career in that field. And is it ever kind of surreal that you're like, this is my, this is my whole life. This is my career is creating on the internet. Yeah. I mean, it, it is surreal. I don't, I mean, so actually surreal wouldn't be like the word I would use because I don't step back and go this is crazy like i i literally just feel like i'm this is dramatic but uh, for lack of a better word like fighting for my life every day in the sense of like i don't think this lasts forever you know right. and i think that everyone who thinks that that's why they don't last long they have like two or three years for the most part and they burn out and you forget about them but like i constantly feel like like I wouldn't even call it a career because I feel like I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing here. I just have to continue to adapt and change because, I mean, especially what we're dealing with now, uh, you know, with the technology and everything, like things are changing every five seconds. Like, sure. You have to adapt. Sure. You know, at first you want to go, dude, fuck TikTok. That's for children. But then you also are like, but there's a big audience there and I need to like adapt. Of course, and I need to of like, course. It's a new know, media. Exactly. So you have to constantly do those things. And um, yeah, so I, I just... I feel like it's never felt surreal to me. I just always felt like I'm treading water and hopefully, and like it's been working out for me Yeah. and I'm not like downplaying, you know, the fact that I've been able to, you know, do this for a, a long period of time or whatever. It's just day to day. It honestly just feels like today I have to make sure I don't blow it, you know, but that's a great place to be dude, honestly, because you rather that than the alternative, which is many people, I have friends that do jobs that I know they hate, right? And they kind of meander through that job. And I'm not saying this is the this is the alternative to that. I'm just saying at least at least you get to do something where your your risk and your reward are both very high, right? There are a lot of people that the risk is none and the reward is none, but it's a stable flatline thing. So I think there's something kind of there's something wonderful about about putting your quote unquote fighting your fighting for your life and putting your life on the line. It's really just you're 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 making you're holding yourself accountable for your own future. That's kind of a cool oh, thing. I'm impressed 100%. by that. I'm impressed by that with anybody who is a content creator. I'm a comic and an actress and like to me the volatility of that world is kind of what I like, but but doing what you do is even scarier to me because it's your sole focus has to be the creation and the uh, uh, the manipulation of this world you live in, and it has to constantly kind of keep adhering to what's going on. Because at some point, YouTube could just shut down, and then what? One hundred percent. Yeah. What would and, What and would like, you do? And that's the thing. What well, would you do? You know, the crazy part is like 
what would I do? I mean, I, I would figure it out. I mean, I do have a lot of like different backup plans and, and things like that because, I mean, that is a very real thing. I mean, we saw what happened with Vine where they were just like, yeah, no more. And then yeah. everything was done. And for the people who thought that was going to last forever, even though you couldn't really monetize Vine, like a lot of these Viners that were like, you know, whatever, besides the ones, there was like a very select group of people that were getting paid like 40 grand to do a Vine from like Pepsi. But other than them, right? I'm talking about people with millions of followers. We're making zero dollars. It's wild. Because there was no real way to monetize that. But if you take that and you like don't, you know, you put your pride and ego aside and go like, this isn't going to last forever. I need to figure out how to be good on other platforms. And, and for whatever reason, not on purpose and not because like I'm intuitive or whatever, but I was just like, I'm going to do all these things. Like when I first started, I had like a Snapchat, I had a, the Twitter account, the Instagram, right. like all these things. And I was trying to build them all at the same time, but they're all like to build your Twitter account and to build a YouTube account are completely different. So totally. I was very interested in doing all of it uh, and building them all at the same time because you learn a lot from that. You know what I mean? Like you see a lot of people that have a really big TikTok account, but they have like 25,000 uh, Instagram followers. Like for me, at least in my career, that's never been the case. Like everything sort of floated around the same thing because I've been trying to understand each platform like what works here and what right you know whatever and it's like i mean you i'm sure you're doing it right now too like with tiktok where it's like okay i'm clearly like there's an age gap and i'm like a little disconnected but i have to go through all this shit to kind of understand like what this platform is and how sure. can i build an audience here how could i use it to to not like sell out and start doing dances and shit because that's not me but figure out how can i use it in a way that benefits my business you know? Sure. So it's, I just did that off the bat just because I was young and social media was like a new thing kind of. Right. And, uh, I was just interested in it. So I just like happened to fall into that. But now you, I feel like it's harder to do that. Maybe. I mean, who knows? I mean, we don't have that perspective, right? Like, I don't know what that feels like now to be young and to start jumping into the world of like, I, I watched these videos the other night, these two guys that are on TikTok. I'll just sit aimlessly on the toilet and scroll and these two twin brothers, and they have speech impediments, uh, and they both they're like twins, and they both talk like this, and it's the most it's the most annoying thing on earth. But I watched like thirty of them, and I couldn't wrap my head around why they were successful, other than the fact that their parents had a lot of money, they lived with mommy and daddy, and they had this massive house, and they were just uh, like pranking each other. But I feel like the bar has been set so low now for internet creation where when i first got into the internet you had to really make something unique and kind of bold to like stand out in that space and guys that were doing it were blowing my mind some of the people that were doing stuff it was like holy shit the amount of effort they put into it was was crazy but yeah now i think it's just it's just changed hands and you know i don't want to sound like a boomer about it but it's like it's whack i think it's just kind of like now there's so much stuff that you're like mm, there's no effort or no it just doesn't, there's no creativity now that I see on these things. You just have to prank your brother or prank your mom. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird because there's like a double-edged sword there. Because like like you said, when I first started coming to the internet and like doing YouTube, there was Jenna Marble specifically who was doing this type of thing, like talking to a camera and like whatever. So that to me yeah. was like, okay, I can do that. And then there was someone like uh, Jimmy Tatro, if you're familiar with him. I remember he, him, yeah. 
he was doing a lot of sketch comedy that I thought was really good. And you can tell that he was putting effort into it. And it just stood out to me because I'm like, this is not only funny, but you could clearly see there's effort here. And it's not sure. just this bubblegum bullshit that's 90% of YouTube here right. catering to like 11-year-olds. Like he was finding a like college audience because he was like around that age at that time. So that was also like another source of inspiration. Like I think he's great. And also the stuff he's doing now I think is awesome also. But he, even he, I mean, I haven't had this conversation with him, but I feel like even he started to see that I'm putting so much effort and money into these sketches, but the ROI is not worth it for me. You right. know, like the return that I'm getting on these things is just not worth it because sure. now you can make a 10 second TikTok go viral and now you have a shot. You're on the stage to build an audience, you know? Right. So it's a lot easier now to, cause like, especially with an, with a, you know, a, a platform like TikTok, which I don't know if they do this on purpose, but I think it's genius that I feel like everyone gets a shot on that app. Like every profile you go to, for the most part, they have at least one video that has like 40,000 views or 120,000 views. And then the rest of them are like, whatever. I feel like if you give everyone a shot on an app like that and you sure. give them that attention, they're going to be chasing that forever. And they'll well, use that's, the shit out of that's, that app. That's also because it's like here in the United States, at least it's in its infancy, right? Like you look at something like YouTube uh, as a parallel. YouTube did feature a lot of new branded things uh, at one point. Now they're so big, it would be impossible for them to feature new shows and new stuff. So I also think it's small here in America. TikTok is relatively new in the past couple of years. If it sticks around for a decade, that won't be the case anymore. It'll just be a, it'll be a branded aggregate of uh, the girl, the girl, the twin, gir the girls, Demilio or whatever. It'll be like them, yeah. And that's all you would get on your for you page. And uh, like I start to see the business part of it already. When I was walking last night with the old bag, there was a picture in a window of an old makeup store with those girls, and they had a big makeup campaign ad. And it was it's crazy to me because when I was a kid. To get like a makeup campaign was like super, like Sydney Crawford, like Cindy Crawford, yeah. like supermodels, dude. Like people that were like acclaimed by like Sports Illustrated and world renowned photographers. Now you just have to be good at dancing bad online. And they're like, we got to give this girl a campaign. It is, it's just weird to me the shift. And, I, and, and I'm not I'm mad at it, but it's weird to, it's interesting to watch. It's interesting to right. see the next frame come into, into view and go, okay. This is how we have to adapt. It's the same thing that's happening with comics. We're learning to adapt. Guys are doing shows outside. We're doing drive-in shows. People have to figure out the way to 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 make this work. You know, like, you know, I guess that my next my next question for you really is what I want to know is your family did like are they supportive of what you do in in this career or is it kind of a joke to the, do they do they mock you about it? <laughs> no, my family's been like supportive. My dad still just because he like, my dad has a flip phone. Like, he's just not, like, he basically is living in the mountains. At this I point. love that but, guy. He, your father yeah. has a flip phone? Does he play he Snake does. on it? Is he still got the old Snake and all that stuff on there? You should see this guy's fingers. He, I'm, I'm surprised he could even dial my number. Well, so, is your dad is your dad fat? He can't be fat. He was a firefighter. Guy's huge. He is? He he's a beast. He lost a bunch of weight because he almost died. Uh, what happened? <laughs> but, what, are you having a heart attack? Yeah, not, he didn't have a heart attack. But, like, I don't even know what the fuck happened, honestly. Like... He showed up for like my sister's wedding and he was purple. And we were like, you should probably go to the doctor. And then he got to the doctor and they're like, you need to lose weight. You're dying. And he's like, all right. And then he did. Like, he looks great now. Like, but he's always been a bigger dude. Like, I'm talking like 290. 
Oh, and shit. he's 5'7". Oh, my God. Your father's a bowling ball. Yeah. yeah. And wait, wait how, when how long? Because when he was younger, he was yeah. like an insane athlete. Like, he could jump. He could dunk. He could fucking bench 315 pounds. He ran a 4'5". Like, he was an animal. So he's like a solid dude. Like, he's not like a messy kind of fat. He's just right, like right, right, right. He's, ro- he's rotund. He's rotund. Yeah. yeah, like his stomach is huge, but it's solid. Yeah, it's years of strong. That's years of dad. That's all years of dad. I know that. Dad's stomach is like years and years of being a father. It's, it's like it an tight, armadillo's back. Right. It's insane. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, I feel like if you shot him, the bullet, there's no way that bullet bounce. goes through. It'd be ballistics gel. It'd bounce right off. It'd be yeah. like, yeah, it'd be shooting yeah. into ballistics gelatin. Ballistics gel. <laughs> <laughs> Pop right off. Wait, your dad, exactly. your, dad was a, your dad was a firefighter for how long? Firefighters have a lot of... Uh, Love in my heart because uh, my grandfather was a firefighter. And it, to me, as a kid, it was the thing I thought I would do. When I was in school, I thought, if I can't get any job, if I don't know what I want to do by the time I'm out of here and I just don't land a job making cash, I was thinking about I would just go do be a firefighter like my grandfather because I, I loved it. Oh, you did? I took the test, I took the test and got called. Really? Yeah, so you I were gonna be you were, you were going to be a New York City firefighter, huh? I was. I was going to be NYPD. Wow. NYPD, you hear me? FDNY. FDNY. So wait, but why why did you decide fi- not to be a firefighter? Because at the time, uh, things with my online career were looking up, and uh, uh, I was like making money, and I also had a job, not like n- aside from that, because I worked a, a like a nine to five job as an editor and producer for this company until, you know, I, I had over a million subscribers on YouTube, and I still had a nine to five job. Like wow. I remember going. I had to, for that job, I had to fly to LA and I had to round up, not round, I mean round up, but like I had like to work with a bunch of like influencers who were like popping on Vine at the time. And, you know, I was directing the shoot for it, you know, and I, we were doing like yeah. a talking head kind of thing. So I was, you know, their call times and this and that. And I remember this kid, this one kid, I forget his name, um, but he was, he was like, oh, you're here too? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, so when do you go? I was like, what? And he's like, oh, you, you're working here? Why are you working this job? Like, he was confused. He right. couldn't understand that I was working this job. Well, were you making, you weren't making money at the time. Even if you had a million subs, you weren't really cracking that much money, huh? No, I wasn't making like insane money or anything. But, I, I, but the job that I had was so good and I was learning so much about, like that would help me forever. And still the, the guy who I sat next to at that job, if I have any questions about editing or or you know, equipment or anything like that, I call him still to this day. That's great. Because he, he taught me so much. So I was like, I'm getting a lot from this job. But as soon as I felt like I wasn't learning anymore, I left. And that's when I like solely like did my own thing until I got to that point though. I was like, I'm going to work this job because not only am I getting like a steady income and I don't have to like worry about whatever, um, but it was basically just buying myself time. Yeah, but, well, but, well, but so many people don't have that understanding. I think that's a good lesson to, to push out to the world is like sometimes the jobs are just learning jobs, dude. Like sometimes you're not going to get paid a lot of money, but it's what you're going to take from it, people or, or the experience, it's honestly going to be w- way more worth your while. I mean, I did a lot of shit that I never wanted to do. As a comic too, you, I do, we do gigs for free for years and it's just, you're in training, you're in your internship yeah. and you just you just have to like go through the mud in this thing to figure out the best routes to get to the last point. Most people don't want to do it. They want to skip to the end. You know what I mean? They want the cheat codes. It's like they just want to jump ship. 
I can also honestly say that because when I first started my YouTube channel and then like it was doing like well, well to the point where I'm talking about like I had like 10,000 followers and I felt like, okay, I have something here. Like I should keep going with this. You can apply for Google AdSense at that time. You like apply and then they like, you wait a week and you get a thing in the mail and they tell you if you got it or not. Like now you just get it if you like have a certain amount of watch minutes or whatever. Sure. But, so I applied and I got approved. And then I remember when I had, I got like this first thing that they sent me that I made like whatever it was, like $7 and 63 cents or some shit. And I was like, damn, this is fucking cool. Like I'm actually like making money from doing this shit that I just yeah. like doing anyway. So, but as soon as that happened, I got flagged for, I don't even know. I never got an answer Costing and they shut something. it down. So for two <laughs> years, for two years, I wasn't making any money at all oh, doing wow. the YouTube stuff, but I was getting a lot of views. So I was like, I'm going to continue doing this because it'll be a good look, but I wasn't getting paid. And I can honestly say that if I was getting paid at like 18 years old, like for the views that I was getting, I would have never, you know, I would have been, I would have been like, oh, I'm cool with this. You know, like I would have never tried to like get that job or tried to stay there and like learn. Sure. Cause I'd be like, Oh, I got this in my back pocket. But the fact that I wasn't making any money from that at first, like kind of made me desperate. I almost quit doing it. I was like, I, I was having a, a call with my oldest brother. Like, Oh, I'm going to go back to school because like, you know, I'm not going to kid myself. Like I think I was like 20 at the time. And I was like, I'm not going to be the kid that waits until he's 23 and then he's like, Oh, well it didn't work out. So now I'm going to do something different. You sure. Know? Like, yeah. I have yeah. to make money somehow. So well, I was I was ready to quit, but it, it ended up working out. So, so it's a bless a blessing in disguise. Is this your is this your older brother that was training to be a U.S. Olympian? Is that who that was? That is him. Yes. He, he so people that don't know your brother your brother was going to be a skeleton. Skeleton is like the luge, right? But he is he the guy in the back that pushes the sled. So no, that's that's Bob. Oh, that's Those guys that's Bob Savages. No, no, yeah. skeleton means you lay down face first, right? Face first, and you're going like 90 miles an hour down the same ice path so you're ice up against yeah. the walls and you can't move because of the insane force like insane he actually told me one time he's like yo because they trained in uh lake placid which yeah. is like it's a drive from here but like he's like we would go visit him like every few whatever and he's like oh if you guys come up you can try it but you go from like you know halfway down the track so you don't go as fast i was like are you out of your fucking mind i was like i'm not <laughs> trying this like, you didn't insane. do it you should have done no. it Come on. The hell no, dude. I was I I, uh, I, I would have done should, it. When walk the track, the fucking walls are like twelve feet high. Yeah. And you go up. Yeah. And you can't and you have no control. You, Let's the only control do it. you have is your toes like touching the ground to steer. It's ridiculous. That, it's amazing. Oh no. No, so so I said it wrong. You don't lay first. You lay backwards, right? He lays back and he uses his No, that's heel. luge. Skeleton's head first. Skeleton's head first and your toes, right? The, the other luge is that you're on the same kind of sled, but it's your heels that that uh, steer for you, right? Yeah, something like that. Either know. way, this is all white people shit. What a white oh, guy thing! Oh God, it was so this white. This is up such there. white people shit. You know, like that's such a dumb. It's a, I can hear it's like a Norwegian or Nor, you know that Nordic like I'm gonna go down the sled with ice as fast as I can down the walls. <laughs> it's such a silly idea to think that that's a smart thing to do. It's so dumb and so dangerous too. You see. How crazy difficult. There's another there's another comedian that I know. His brother was, I think, Bob Sledder or or Luge. I don't know which one. But he was training as well. And I just remember thinking how bananas that is. Dude. That that to, to get in that position and, and think, 
Because if you do fall and you hit one of those walls, you can die. Like, he, he could die, right? For, forget about fa- 100%. 100% yeah. you could die. But, like, forget about even that, falling. If your arm touches the ground, you're going so fast. Mind you, you're wearing layers. Yeah. So if your arm touches the wall or it touches whatever, you have burns. Like, I remember he had really? black burns on his arms from just oh touching God. the floor. Dude, it's, it's who the fuck? In this time, <laughs> you don't think at this point, like, now we got, like, basketball and all these, like, whatever. Can we stop doing this? No, bro. We got to continue these the traditions. Fucking, dude, the fucking, I don't even know, the skeet shoot, whatever the fuck it is, where you, like, walk with skis to this point, shoot a gun. Oh, yeah, and then yeah, ski- yeah, yeah, yeah. What are we doing? Wait, wait, why can't I think of the name of that? It's very funny to me. You cross-country ski, and then you shoot, and then you crawl, and then you shoot. I love that. What are you talking about? Don't take that away. That's great. What That's great. is that? No, also, it's called the, the f- awesome. Cross-country skiing. You're just walking with skis. That's right. Just That's take exactly. the ski is off. No, no, it's harder to walk with the skis off, my friend. It would, yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> it it's is, easier with skis. No, That's yeah, what I'm rid- saying. It doesn't make sense. It's harder to walk with them. You could be going faster if you just take the skis off. No, no. Put the skis on. You'd go faster with the skis on. If you walk, you'd sink. You'd walk, you'd sink in the snow. If you ski- Look, Oh, you're talking a like myth. a guy. You're talking it's like an a old guy Alaskan that doesn't ski. Yeah, it's an old Alaskan <laughs> myth. That's, well, you know me. I'm full of old Alaskan myths, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, uh, so I do want to know, uh, I've, I've listened to enough of your shows to now know that you are a a, a jerk to your friends and and uh, you're mean and I don't know why they put up with you. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know why they decide to work with you, but is it because you hold all the power? Is that why? That's what it is. I like to be uh, seen it's as a power a dynamic. I'd rather they fear me. They do, I think, right? No. No, you don't think so? You don't think he- there's a weird power dynamic? I, I absolutely not. And that's why I think like, and if, if it does come off that way, if it honestly does, it's because like, it's, you know, trying to be funny. It's but put on. Yeah. I know. In real life, <laughs> it's just, dude, it's like the, the contrast is just so funny between my friends and everyone else in the world. Like, right. If I, if I put out the one time I put out this video and I was like, damn, I fucking love, like, I, I was like proud of it. I was like, this is really good. Like the jokes are great. Like blah, blah, blah. And it got really well received and I was getting all this love for it. And I was actually in LA at the time for my job. And uh, a bunch of people out there who saw me were like, oh man, I love the video, blah, blah, blah. And then I got home the next day and I'm at the gym with one of my friends. And he goes, yo, that video you put out the other day? And I was like, yeah. He goes, yo, honestly, the worst fucking video you've ever put out in your life. Good. Checking you down, huh? Letting you know what yeah. the real but thing is. But he was is. dead serious, you know? Like there was no comedy there was no like whatever it was just like dude that i hated it like i don't know why it would do but i was like this is exactly what i need in my life that's what you need people to yeah. ground you yeah, yeah you exactly need, you need friends you that aren't had, gonna bullshit you if you had friends that were just like oh dude whatever you want yeah no it's great like i honestly despise that especially now at this point in my life like the people who i'm closest to are the most critical of me and i sure. like seek that out i almost hate when, like now the friend the not the friends that I have because like I mean my friends have been the same my whole life but like the people that I keep close to me that I go to for like advice or whatever um, even if they with a, even if they agree with me off the bat 
they still have like questions and they still have like, right. you know, they have whatever. Cause they have well, like someone who's just going to be like, yo, whatever. Yeah. You should know. Well, there's, there's, there's a crew of, of very like yes menish people that work in, in, in the world of the internet that, that fascinate me, dude. I like the, the Logan Paul and him and his brother, uh, uh, I, um, whatever I, I, the Paul, the, those, those guys, they w operate in this world of like, like everyone's in the same, um, understanding and they're all on the same page they all love everything everyone does and their little crew and it is fascinating to watch how they've cultivated this like this this little world that's like tiny little world of like people that always go along with everything that they're doing i can't imagine there's not one time when they fuck with their friend and their friend isn't like hey don't do that i don't want to be on camera with you hitting me with yeah. the fucking thing i would hate that would drive me nuts i could never be a i i never understood that world of like how is 24 hours a day someone fucking with you? I would, I, that would fucking kill me. I couldn't yeah, do it. I, I honestly think, and that's just from being a kid in the social media era, because I got half and half. Like growing up, I didn't even have a computer. I didn't have a, a cell phone until high school. Didn't have a laptop until college. So I didn't have any of that shit. Um, but when you grow up, and as soon as you get a phone, you get a phone when you're in like sixth grade now, basically. And yeah. you have access to all these social media platforms. Like the only thing you care about is the amount of followers you have. Because I think that's what the kids are like kind of basing the popularity off of. And blah, sure, blah, of blah. course, of course, so of course. I feel like when you have that and then you find someone like Jake Paul, who's young. I think he's like 23 right now. So like when he know. was like famous, he was probably like 19 years old when he first right. like became like a really big thing who what other 19 year old is going to like tell him shit you know and they're probably afraid to say anything bad to him because they want to be along for the ride and they want this like cloud of like oh yeah i know this kid and like well I, they want the know. paycheck too i'm sure there's a lot of money being made over there i see those guys were living near my buddy's brother and they were throwing parties all the time and the cops kept getting called and it was total chaos over there but it's like how, they, people are on the payroll like they, there's so many people on the payroll you know, they keep, they want to taste gold. Like they, they, they don't, they don't want to be removed. Too. Yeah. They don't want to be removed from, from, uh, from the paychecks, dude. They want to keep is so, up that. Which is so fucking sad because never in my life would I ever fucking do something like that. Even close. Well, like, let I mean, someone I get, like I get, I get, or yeah, but I get why those guys do it because that's all they care about in the first place anyway. So it's kind of, they'll figure it out at some point in life. He was offering people on the internet to wrestle him. He's like, he'll wrestle a, I want to wrestle any influencer. And yeah, for like 10 grand. Yeah, what <clears throat> a weird, desperate call. Wrestle me. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that's Will about. Will you wrestle I, me? Wrestle me, Joe. Will you come wrestle me? Yeah, dude. L wrestle me for five bucks, dude. No clothes. I'll wrestle you five for five bucks. Dollars. Yeah, you but I'm going to oil myself up. And when, me I, too. When, I'm, when I'm oiled, dude, I'm hard to grab onto. Me too. Me too. Hashtag me too. You're gonna. I want you to wrestle me and let's roll around. And I want to get. I want five bucks. Whoever wins gets five bucks. How about that? Mm -hmm. The viewers can vote. We'll do it on our OnlyFans. Joe Senegato Santino, <laughs> OnlyFans. Uh, uh, we'll we'll wrestle it up. That'll be the future for us. Um, what? T <laughs> tell me what you think. Just give me a quick prediction. What do you think? Um, the next thing is going to be. Obviously, you don't know. But what would you think the next the next media thing is going to be? Have you have your ears on the ground because you've kind of created a little media empire anyway? What do you think is going to be the next thing to pop and and change the game? 
Um, I don't think podcasting has reached its true potential yet. I do think that at some point, the platforms like Amazon and Netflix will buy into that. And sure. I think the idea of just like what we're talking about YouTube, where sketch comedy has lost the production value and it's like, let's just do this thing. I think it's going to kind of be the same thing for podcasts where it's like, we'll help you. We'll buy you cameras, set it up and we'll shoot this thing and just put it on Netflix and like whatever. Cause it works in that way. As far as like, you can't predict like the future of this and that things like TikTok though, aren't like, I don't think they, you don't think it'll last. I don't think it'll last because I, th I think it can last, but it will never be the thing. You know, huh. like I don't hold it in the same regard as podcasting because there's just you just can't monetize something like TikTok. Well, you could or even you like could. Insta it, it, you but like could, you could, you could, but like you can't through TikTok. Sure. You could. Sure. Yeah, but even that, even if you do that, there's no real like business model about like you just make TikToks and you make some branded ones because even with YouTube, it's like there, like it's just one thing. In order to have a business, there needs to be like foolproof like we're doing this but if you have to rely on a brand reaching out to you that to me isn't like a safe place to be sure like you need sure. like a machine here you're you know? right yeah i yeah and who and who knows what that's going to be and in the end i hope we all make it out alive and we get to just keep making content we won't for, for fans and if we don't then you and i'll just uh, you will be doing our only fans wrestling week to week uh, oiled wrestling Pick our outfits. Uh, pick the music that we wrestle to. You can pick the rooms that we wrestle in. We're gonna uh, stream it on Twitch. Stream it on Twitch. We'll do it. We're gonna start it out from doing. We're gonna do it from a Marriott Courtyard uh, out here in Bakersfield, and then we'll go from there. Does that sound good? I mean, that doesn't really sound like there's holes in that plan. Uh, no. Well, there's two holes. Well, there's four holes, and we'll pick which ones work. Joe, before we go, look directly into the camera. And say uh -huh. one word or one phrase to end the episode. I usually leave, <clears throat> leave the room, but uh, we end this the same way. And I want you to close the episode with either something profound or not profound at all. One word or one phrase. Go ahead. Okay. If he doesn't do what he say he don't, then how far can he go? In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey.